That's a perfect type of episode Candid. for me. <laughs> yeah, so that's great, because that's where we're at. Uh, I just did it because it's funny. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the dark arts of conversation. The more we talk, the more we heal. Uh, we're your hosts, Jer. Daniela. A.K.A. The Baker. And The Witch. Um, we got another special guest with us this time. It's good times. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Uh, I'm Adam. <laughs> I am the firefighter. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, there we go. I love that title. That <laughs> so bad too. Oh, yeah, well, you kind of love this shows. They're highly They're inaccurate. So, oh yeah, so mindless and just oh, like need something just to hear and not be alone. Uh, in there. I would. I would. I'm not gonna lie. We definitely watch a lot of those shows at yeah. the station. We were like, to. we were watching like. <laughs> I want to be a part of this. <laughs> we don't get it. we don't get too much action, which is good. But at the same time, that also means that we get to watch other people do our job more than we do. Uh, that's fun. That's yeah. fun. Anything you want to say special about yourself? Um, yeah, cool. Tell us a little about yourself. Uh, so um, yeah, I'm I'm originally from Guam. I uh, I moved here when I was eight or nine. Um, Back in like 1997, 1998, um, we you know, moved from a very, I went from a Catholic school to a public school setting and a Catholic school being uh, surrounded by people that looked somewhat like me <laughs> to being the only brown person in my class. Jesus. It was life-changing. I saw snow for the first time. Uh, and fell in love with it, which was definitely different from the rest of my siblings, where they're like, no, 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 somehow. Like, uh, I, I can put on more clothes I can't take off. I can only take off so much during the summer. Um, but yeah, so uh, you know, Jeremiah and I have known each other for a number of years. Yeah, at this point, it's been quite a lot. It's been, it's been yeah. like my whole career at Swarog, actually. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, I used to not have to check in. Now I have to go and check in because, like, nobody knows who I am. Exactly. It's great. <laughs> it's like, thanks. Thanks, guys. I have to take this card out of my wallet my every time. Things. Every great. time I would I would see you, you would pretend to check in. Beep. You'd always stop it there. So it was like, why isn't he just checking in? Because everybody already knew. Everybody checked me in. I was like, whatever. This is fun. This is great. Now I actually have to go. So I'm, like, struggling to get the card out of my wallet. Yep. And whatever. Beep in. I got to beep out. Whatever. It's great. But, um, yeah. So uh, I grew up around here. And, you know, that's about it <laughs> slowly little by little just like you guys like healing from you know traumatic experiences or just like non-traumatic experiences but the build-up kind of exploded yeah whatever uh the know, overflow yeah. the overflow is real it's crazy the overflow you get a lot of those little things and then you're like holy shit <laughs> yeah the life has only forced here? everybody to oh. <laughs> take a seat let's uh stir oh, your yeah. pot and Take a taste. Oh, you can't go out and do shit. You better sit there and think about everything you've done your entire fucking life at this point. The pandemic definitely there is a, a lot of eye-opening moments. Yeah. I think that that's like that's like its own little like that would be its own little like movie for me where I was like, damn, there's a lot, there's heartbreak, there's element, there's like there's a there was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And, yeah, at least we made it on the other side somewhat. I say somewhat because there's still there's still a pandemic going on. There's still a pandemic going on. Like, yeah, but it's it's so it's way different when they're like, 
Hey guys, it got me. <laughs> Posting yeah. on social media. Yep. Being like, ha, I made it. Uh, I mean, I still haven't gotten COVID, so I'm like, I'm oh, waiting for it. Like, I, I know it's going to happen. And I'm like, I don't understand. I've, I've definitely uh, responded to COVID calls. But every time I'm like, mm, I'm gonna wait out here. Yeah. Like, let me know when you need me. <laughs> like, I'm gonna take this oxygen tank and yeah. shove it on my face, yeah, not yours. A, cool. It's a, it's surprising. Who knows? Yeah, I'll, not a pretty, lot of fun. You're pretty lucky. I, uh, I think having COVID and like having pets and cats or children to take care of on top of having COVID, that's a whole different layer. Yeah. I no. think I would have been fine had I just been sick and not have all the extras, but Or driving home from like well, seventeen hundred miles away. Yeah, that was a shit show. <laughs> like maybe if we all just had COVID in the house in our bubble right here on that couch mm-hmm. that we bought specifically to have a kid. Yeah. <laughs> maybe like it would have been a lot better. Purchase. Oh yeah, that couch right there. We spent the first thirty days of her life on that couch. Oh, it's, it was awesome. Like, yeah, sleeping every two hours, maybe. Whatever. That's actually my sister decided to do the. Uh, she did the couch or the day beds in the living room instead of nice. couches. She was just like, I'm just gonna buy mattresses and then like. <laughs> That's good. Sorry. There's it's just beds. Smart. Yeah, there's yeah, just beds start. everywhere. Uh, yeah, this was our changing table. Oh yeah, it was. <laughs> We've washed this table it's, multiple it's times. Life has been fine. used, but yeah, it's this clean. Was, this was no actual baby time. butt directly on it. Yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, you get it. Yeah, I get it. Um, yeah, so we can go around to a check-in. I'll start with you. Uh, I like how I just did that. Like anybody can. I constantly can't forget that. They have no idea what's happening. It's fine. Whatever. So yeah, we'll start with you. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, it's uh things have been okay tired tired for sure lots of pumping going on lots of exclusive pumping still so i'm exhausted um and working on some background surprises for work and that is hard as hell because i am definitely tied artistically and emotionally when i'm working and I cry a lot when I make things, like a lot. Like making things makes me very, very emotional um, every time. And that is rough for me because I'm crying, trying to work, and then I, my self-worth kicks in the gear of this is bullshit. I can't do any of this. That's very hard to do. Um, you guys will soon hear about the surprises, but it's not time yet, so you guys got we're getting close. We're getting really close. Getting so close. keep your eyes peeled for some awesome news here in the coming months, maybe weeks. <laughs> it's going to be months at this point with everything <laughs> we're doing and how slow we have to be on some of this shit. Yeah, um, it's fine. Outside of that, uh, I'm okay. I'm existing. I think it's just, uh, it's probably the first time I've gotten back into like working, working, and it's definitely a routine. For me and trying to navigate to that season of my life of spiritual working and being exhausted and then taking care of oh when I come home it's just a different kind of exhaustion mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah yeah how are you Jared oh no 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 we're going to him oh <laughs> yeah okay. we're going straight we're gonna go Ooh. around the table mm. what is that clock 
counterclockwise. Who cares? What? I, I think it's clockwise. 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 Good, good. I listen to imagine the clock in order to. Yeah. <laughs> so if I set the clock on the table, man, yeah. What? Uh, doing okay. Uh, just like you, tired. Different type of tired, of course. Like, I'm definitely like more mentally exhausted, um, and physically exhausted than like it's it's rough sometimes. Like some days I wake up and just sore all over because I'm like getting maybe two to three hours of sleep and waking up being like, okay, well gotta put on my best face and just kind of over it um i had a couple of days this week that i just kind of was like i'm gonna put on headphones and not actually talk to anybody and like which you know in my field of work with uh uh customer service and stuff i really can't do can't do that too too much luckily now i'm a little bit more in the back of the uh in the vaccine so it's not too bad but um yeah, I've been been okay. Just been applying for career positions with the fire service and going from there. Sweet. Yeah. That's exciting, man. It it is. It's a little like nerve wracking. I just can't like it's it's hard to wrap my head around um devoting my life around people I don't really know. I should yeah. 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 But yeah. you're gonna be like kinda like a family, I guess, right? Kinda. I mean, you gotta trust Ooh. those people. You Wait, gotta be with them a lot. So, like that—that's. I don't mean like. That's fine. I like that's, and that's actually one of my most motivating pieces. Is just like I do a lot of, I do a lot of training and stuff. But in my back of my head, I'm like, oh yeah, no, I'm doing this for the person beside me. They're gonna get home and all that. I'm like, yeah, that's what we're gonna do. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, just like thinking about. Because somebody, someone's like, "Oh man, you're doing, you're doing cool things. You're, you're doing like, it's so heroic." It's like I, a lot of times, will risk my life for a, uh, for property. <laughs> <laughs> now that is that is if you if you amount someone's worth to what they own, yeah. But like you know, we're we're we we go in, we we make sure that people are safe. Um, so. You know, someone's searching for someone else, but then we don't find anything. We're like, cool, that was good. We did our search and we leave. But then I was like, we just risked our life literally for property and like in search of somebody. But like, if someone's like, oh, no one's in there. That's such still, a weird thought. I never thought weird, of that. It's a weird thought. It's, I and that's, I, that way either. I, oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lord. It's, kinda... it's, well, it made me feel kind of idiotic. <laughs> well, like, I mean, but the time you go in and find somebody, oh, yeah. Then no, it's going to be totally like, and yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Pretty much all of us are like, "Yeah, that was crazy. This is cool." Like we did, we did you know, adrenaline kicks in. You're like, "This is cool. We did cool shit," uh, which is oh not what you want. I love those experiences. Dude, my fight or flight would be like, "Fuck this! Burn the house, dude! Get the fuck out!" Of here. <laughs> we will. Holy shit. Uh, going in, it's like uh, it's a it's a pretty cool feeling to be honest. Uh, going into a building that everyone else is running out of. Yeah, dude. That's <laughs> it's it's. It's weird. Uh, at the same time, you know, there's a lot, a lot of a lot of training, and there's a lot of bros. Oh, <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. I was not surprised either, and I was like, I am not a bro. <laughs> You're moving from one bro field to another. A little bit, a you little know? bit, but I was always the outlier. I just like <laughs> randomly like hit on 
married men for fun because it's just hilarious. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Nothing call, has changed. Yeah, call my friends babe. And they're like, that's pretty, it's pretty normal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good job, sugar. Yeah, I mean, you gotta know Adam. Yeah, you know Adam, and that's that. kind of where things go. And then we try and see who can make each other uncomfortable. Yeah, it's not. It's not you know, it's, it's how you know you you care for. Yeah. <laughs> You're well loved. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My favorite thing whenever someone's like, "That's weird," I'm like, "It's not that weird." He's not getting it at home, so like, I have to give it to him. <laughs> and pretty much everyone of friends like, "Yeah, I appreciate it." <laughs> 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 yeah, it's, uh, not, it's, good times. it's nothing sexual it's all sexual <laughs> well, awesome. yeah. I'm kind of bummed to like watch you move on only because like that's a personal thing right I don't get to just show up at the gym and you're there but you haven't been in the gym in a long time when I'm there I, I'm, just, yeah I'm always there in the mornings Yeah, which sucked I mean it used to be really cool to come in and hang out shit but now it's just like oh, Adam will be there Sucks. It's a very different feeling at the gym. It is. Oh yeah. I don't know. COVID if I, destroyed if I it. Like it. I go and I'm it's like, it's very weird. Oh, somebody's awake. Oh, maybe. Just yeah. Just no one's okay. Well, we'll see what she's doing. But yeah, I mean. All right. Well, we want to meet. Well, okay. Jesus, she almost tripped by the way, which is like, at least there's a paramedic here, I guess. I'm not a paramedic, I'm just an EMT. Whatever. Uh, okay, what is the difference then? Okay, so there's- Because I actually didn't realize there was a difference. Yeah, there's three, there's three levels. There's okay. paramedics the highest. Okay. So EMT, B, EMT basic, or basic life support. Okay. Um, I stabilize, so uh, very like superficial. Uh, injuries or you know some that can be life-threatening but like for the most part it's, it's just stabilization um i don't really give any medications besides the, like obvious ones like glucose if yeah. the person's prescribed nitroglycerin i will give it to them stuff like that um and like EpiPens and such uh emta which is advanced life support they'll they'll do more of the you know, pushing drugs, they have, um, you know, they, they, they're just more trained on, um, you know, more stuff. <laughs> and then paramedics, they are the ones that are like, you know, it's, it's almost like getting a doctor. It almost like, <laughs> oh, okay. they are, they are basically, um, travel nurses. <laughs> they're, they're, they're intense. And you'll, if you meet a, a paramedic, you know, just by looking in their eyes, <laughs> like, you're a paramedic. You've seen stuff. Haven't You've seen you? some shit. Yeah, you have. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Well, we went over everyone except for you. How are you doing? Uh, the last couple days, I finally got some decent sleep where I wasn't just randomly waking up. Um, so that's kind of nice. I think I slept like ten hours last night. I woke up like twice. Yeah. Which is exciting as hell. Uh. Yeah, just trying to like, I, I took a half day yesterday because it was just kind of like, man, I just need some time off <laughs> yeah. and it's just not happening enough. So took a half day, still just trying to get everything else squared away with all of the side project stuff that we're working on for all of this. Um, I'm glad you're here because like 
we just moved you and somebody else around like yeah. swapped you guys perfectly which is great and i didn't really want to wait that long to see you um so that's kind of exciting because we don't get to see each other very often yeah it's been a while yeah uh so i'm i'm, I'm good I'm good yeah just tired and stuff just it's a grind it's a grind so we have everybody here including a tiny child who woke up and is doing pretty chill which is really nice she stared into his soul already and i think she's okay with that it's adam like well, i'd be shocked if she wasn't okay with it. right so uh yeah this was actually your topic so yeah. why don't you go ahead and introduce what the topic is? Um, you can call it whatever you want. Well, I mean, like, it's it's kind of like, uh, kind of what I, I, during my introduction, what, what I said was, um, you know, I went from being the, is surrounded by people um, who were my own race, and then moved out here and were surrounded by different, <laughs> a different race. Uh, so like being a minority basically is, uh, what else, what I was going to talk about today. It's just, it's weird because, you know, we've, since the pandemic, it's, it's been a little bit more readily, um, the topic's been readily available. People want to talk about it, um, and such, but I feel like, I don't know, we've, we, a lot of people were very interested in. Um, learning about the U.S. history with different races and what they've done to, with different races, but we're still, you know, not at a point where what are they currently doing to certain races? So that's like one of those big ones. Growing up as a minority and what it's done to me, um, the stories that I've, you know, accumulated and what really um, drove me to be the way I am, which is. You know, you hear that it's like very serial killer esque, but really it's just like, like there's a the time to chop me on the head, so yeah. the brain damaged part of the serial killer. It's like it's not a true crime podcast. It, it does sound like what it drove me to do. Yeah, and you're like, no, I didn't. Uh, but I mean, look, dude, mental health is, and the experiences that all of us have are what make us who we are. Yeah, I think uh, when I emailed you, I, I posted in a way of like trauma response because that's a lot of mental health and like where it stems from, it's just trauma response. And it's, um, I don't know. We had a conversation at the gym about that. And it was like, we had a whole conversation just on race and the trauma response that like I had versus my friend had with that. And it was a, it was very interesting. Um, just it's a different see, world. It's a different world, right? It's just, you know, and it's it's crazy because you like I after COVID, of course, um, sat there and sat with myself and was like, why am I the way I am? Like mm-hmm. whether that be kind of clingy versus really a beat towards other people and not really towards myself, or um like that people pleaser mentality. And I was like, oh it's just like, you know, I didn't really have anybody to look up to um, moving out here. I also didn't feel welcomed or wanted, um, whether that be by students or teachers. Um, so it was it was one of those things that like I thought it was a good one to talk about, um, 
just like where it all started where like my little like journey of being who i am and why i do what i'm doing started with moving out here and trying to figure out while also keeping my cultural identity <laughs> you know that was a that was a big one how old were you again when you was like, it was like eight ish so i got a lot of like i i remember guam so what like what grade is that that was third third, third? okay yeah so what was guam like um so so guam was it was cool it was it's very like family oriented real quick that's a u.s territory yes, yes. okay okay u.s Sorry. territory um but yeah very family oriented uh the ancient chamorros they based their culture on it was it's land and women because they essentially did they gave us they provided for like everything because land provided food right which provides life um women provide life which is our family so we're like that's what we held high um and then moving into the states where <laughs> it's not show <laughs> opposite of that. Yeah, it's not funny either. By the way, no, it's I mean, it's, but it's disaster. but it's but it's true. You sit there and you're like cultural shock <sighs> in that sense where you're like, yeah. ooh, let alone, yeah. What the fuck are you guys doing? Yeah. yeah. So okay, I feel the same way though. Like about yeah. that whole like, what are we doing no, some days? It's and just it's like Jesus. Yeah. Um, and then growing up, I, I kind of was just like, oh, that's just how it is. Like, cool. It's a new thing. Like, adapt. Like, I feel like that's what we were raised to do was you're, you, you can't counterthink this right now. Just adapt and, like, keep moving. Yeah. Um, and I feel like nowadays we're <laughs> in this, like, weird paradox of being like, Wait, that's kind of fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a second. Like, this isn't normal. Yeah. Why did I agree to this? Exactly. So you, survival. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. yeah it's, I love it's, that survival mentality. It's, just move forward. Just keep man. moving and like, you're, everything's okay, I guess. <laughs> ah, blinders. Yeah. And we're so, fine. Um, so that was, that was like, yeah, that's the big one. Just like moving from that. And then like, so that's like ancient tomorrow's like, women and land but nowadays it's your family and still like the elders like we still hold the elders high in our minds um but like community base is your family because everyone's basically related and well i'm not gonna lie it's weird <laughs> i i refuse to date anybody that's like anywhere near they're, they're like oh pacific island they're like yeah that's cool Next. <laughs> i same sure. way so my mom's bolivian yep and so i was like up oh, never dating hispanic spanish person i'm like there's somewhere related i can't exactly know. it's it's distant you know that they're you're <laughs> okay. like it's weird I'm not gonna deal with it <laughs> yep. um yeah it's uh but so like yeah i uh i moved out here and i think the biggest culture shock and this is the weirdest one it's very weird. Biggest cultural shock was in Guam. Our breakfast is breakfast fried rice. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So bacon fried rice, spam fried rice, really any sort of fried rice with leftover meat. Yeah. That was our that was our thing. And then moved out here, and my parents got fried rice, and I was like, "What is happening? <laughs> like, is is it seasoned? Also, like, where's the fried egg? Like, I don't know what you I don't know what you did to me. Like, 
What do you want me to do? Why do Why do we move here? <laughs> um, it's different. Did they explain that? By the way, did they ever oh, tell you why? why we, like, yeah. It was just my dad's work. Uh, okay, you know, he, uh, which is funny because he was given the option to stay <laughs> on Guam, go to Hawaii, go to I think Seattle, or uh, Reston, and he took Reston. Damn, Seattle would have been one hell of a culture shock, too. See, that's the part that I was like, we that's could have moved to Seattle, but we, we've always been on the, we've always gone to the West Coast. That's where we would uh, uh, vacation. Okay. Because it's the closest coast to Guam. Um, so, yeah, they were like, well, they looked up the schools, like public schools and public schools out here were top tier versus living in Spokane, Washington. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, that's some culture shock there. <laughs> right? Not even like Seattle or like all that. They were looking at, they were looking at like Spokane and then like, you know, <laughs> being like, yeah, no, 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 he can work from home a little bit. <laughs> like, uh, oh. Nope. <laughs> I'm glad we didn't. Uh, these are safer areas. Hi. Sorry, I'm talking to a baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, immediately, cool. immediately. We can, we can do that all okay. day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my... She's being super chill, which is... Good. It's a nice... Kind of nice surprising. Thing. You're doing well. You're sizing them up, but that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a giant teddy bear, I promise. I, I just know you don't look babies in the eye. It's like a dog. They're like a dog. You don't. You let them figure you out first, I, and then, yeah. You, you basically just have to let them know that they're dominant over everything. <laughs> Like, she just looks like at she you does, like a goddamn uh, red eye. Yeah, yeah. She 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 even knows she's she hit she owns you two. Oh yeah, for sure. So that's why I'm like, don't look in the eyes, only like look at cheeks. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Target cheeks. Um yeah. So I guess our talk today is my like being a minority and how that was growing up. Um and, so what was that like? Uh, so it was weird. Think of like being a, um, being like a third or fifth child. So third being like your, your last child or being the fifth child where you're like, there's so many people before me that I'm often forgotten. Yep. I'm the third child. So I totally get it. I was the fourth child of five. So... (laughs) I, I was I ended up being the middle child, uh, but it's kind of it, that's like the best way I can describe that. It's you. I often would feel left behind, or overlooked, or um, which is it's weird because there was like times where I was overlooked, and then times where I was just stared at, um, and like you you, you sit I... there like so hardcore relating to all yeah. this i'm like yeah it, but it's 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 like that experience of being a minority it's you're overlooked until you're not and then you're the center of attention when you don't want to be any part of that um so it's it is uh in its in its own um in its own category of just being like ah, i really just wish i could be left alone while also <laughs> like I want to be, yeah, I want to be left alone while also honoring where I come from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a, it's a crazy, a crazy thing. Like I, I tried explaining it to uh, 
a couple of my friends and really the only ones, of course, the only ones that got it were the people that were minorities themselves. My, my white friends were like, it's, he's like, I, I think I understand. I was like, I don't think you do. There's there's no understanding it. It's, it's more of like, it's like a deeper feeling. And that's why I have, um, actually have a bunch of, uh, uh, friends of color that I will always, will just be like, Hey, did you grow up watching this show? And he's like, yeah. And then like my other friends, like, what's that show? I was like, you've never seen this. Like, (laughs) how have you never seen Pootie Tang? I've never, I don't understand it. It's like stuff like that. Uh, and (laughs) I looked at him, my other, my friend of color, he's just like, yeah, it's a cultural thing. It's like, Huh. It's like I never thought about that. Well, even the, when we're talking about food, like I didn't have mac and cheese till I was 18 years old. So I grew up eating just soup or toast. Toast is breakfast. Yeah. With tea. That, that that was just your normal. I didn't have cereal and stuff in chairs. Like, what do you mean you didn't have the cereal? And I was like, I come from a poor third world country. There's not a no. not a lot. You you eat the basics of the basic and Enough to get by. Yeah. (laughs) Enough to get by. Yeah. It's an interesting experience. There was a lot of magic out of canned goods. Yeah. Still love spam. We'll only eat it every once in a while because I know how bad it is for my heart. But (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I've actually ever had spam before. It's just salty meat. Meat product is what I'm going to call it. That sounds... Something posing as meat. Kind of tasty. I mean, like, the, the thing... That's what like, whenever, whenever people, especially uh, a lot of our friends, will be like, that's gross. I'm like, do you eat hot dogs? And they're like, yeah, I love it. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm glad that I'm on equal playing ground. Like, <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. Once in a can. They're yeah. like, you won't eat a hot dog? It's like, I just don't discriminate against my meat. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. That's actually pretty good. But yeah, no, no, no. That's that was basically what it was like growing up. Sorry, I also have ADHD, so it's like no, whatever. My train of thought just like immediately branches, and I'm like, oh yeah, here we are. I'm very stream of conscious, so like whatever pops in, that's where we're going. Yeah, until something else shiny comes along. Yeah, it's it's funny. I call it my superpower, where it's just like talking in a circle, and we'll somehow get back to like. Hey Jeremiah, how are you doing? And you oh, yeah, start, no, you start good, talking good. about it. Uh, what happened that one time? Yeah, and then like six hours later. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, it was my little party trick. <laughs> so, like, um, what was the first? This is, I don't know how else to ask this. Like, when was the first time you felt different? Um, was it like day one? Was it? Did it take a while for so, you to be like, what the f? So, like, it yeah, it was uh. I feel like the the first time I felt really different was middle school. Like, so it took a couple of years. Um, but like, I would hear from my brother's friends and stuff like that. Where um, you've you've met one of my brothers. My brothers are all Asian looking. <laughs> yeah. They're very Asian looking because we're we're all a, a quarter Japanese. They just they got that gene. I look very Pacific Islander. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Pretty much all the time, I would, uh, I was told I was adopted and stuff and, like, made fun of for that. By? By my brother's friends. Oh. And my brother would just, like, laugh along with it because he was like, I want to be part of something. Yeah. (laughs) Um, We've talked about it since, so, like, we're we're good. (laughs) 
I talk to my brother almost every day now, like call him video chat with him and his son and his daughter. Um, which is funny because it sounds like they're like worlds away and I'm like, they're in Georgetown. <laughs> there are 45 minutes drive away that I take often uh, to visit them. But yeah, this, so I grew up with my, um, with them making fun of me or even my, like, it was, was kind of weird because even within my family, my mom's side was very Japanese. My, my grandma's from Japan um, and moved to Guam. So my uncles would make fun of me because I was the darkest one in the family. And stuff like that. So it's okay. like even within my family, I was kind of like the minority. And that was before you even left. So that was before I left and I didn't notice that. Um, and middle school is when I really noticed them treat me differently. And that was where I was like, wait a second. And kind of like took a look at like the people I surrounded myself with, my friends, <laughs> my friends, um, my teachers and stuff like that. And just see how that all went. Um, but that I feel like yeah, middle school is when I first realized that they, like I was treated differently, and, like I was different than everyone else. Um, yeah, it only got worse as like school went on. Yeah, because kids get smarter. Yeah, it's hard. I very similar experience growing up. My little brother is the whitest, mm-hmm. and we're Bolivian and Mexican, so. And I got really dark one year and everybody's like, oh, you guys are related. And I was like, fucking say that again yeah. and I will kill you. <laughs> and so for a long time, he was always like, I'm adopted, right? And he's the only one with dark brown hair, almost blonde. He was like a blonde hair and now he's got like really chocolatey hair. But he would always be like, I want black hair like you guys. Like, I want to have darker skin so I look like you guys. And I'm like, there's nothing wrong with you. People just fucking suck ass. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that... That shit was rough growing up. And on top of that, being considered, oh, you don't, English is not your first language. You saw class that is for you. And I'm like, um, you're just basing off of that way I look. I'm, I'm American. <laughs> I go to South America a lot, but I'm American here. Yeah. It was uh, rough, man. I want to say they actually did put me in ESL as well. Which I was like, oh, I've been speaking English literally my whole life. Like, Guam speaks English. Yeah, yeah guys. Uh, like, what money do you use? I was like, um, dollars? I don't know what to say. Yeah. <laughs> As like a child, I was like, yeah. And then explaining it to people, well, it does sound very third world s like a lot of tin, tin shacks, and that's where people live. We never lived in tin shack, but like, but yeah, my family is more prominent in the island um but yeah growing up was definitely rough people like kids are mean and then even like back then it wasn't such a melting pot where you see people of color in media yeah and now you see it a lot more which is great like so what's that like like seeing or not seeing not seeing somebody that looks like you it wasn't it wasn't an issue just like it was there was not really much to um look up to yeah like i doubt i doubted a lot of my myself and what i could do because there was no representation um which i now take really good i take a lot of pride in you know um being a volunteer a volunteer firefighter 
Sorry. <laughs> okay. Just a chair. Anyway, yeah. sorry. Um, being a volunteer firefighter and like seeing, I, I mean, like I'm a very ambiguous race, like with, with looks, like no one really can pinpoint where I'm from, but like seeing like any child, any little kid of color, I'm like, yo, what up? Like, what's going on? Like trying to be that role model for them because, you know, as a child, I didn't have that. I didn't have someone dark. Yeah. Uh, I actually, there was one. Uh, and I was I was this for Halloween, which is hilarious. I was this for Halloween for three years straight. Was The Rock? Oh my god! That's because hilarious. he was a wrestler. Yeah. He's uh, you know <laughs> Polynesian. I'm Micronesian, but like still Islander. Close. Um, so I definitely, um, I definitely, yeah. I looked up to him. That was my representation in media which is kind of funny that i can pinpoint where i uh i was like oh man he's my hero <laughs> yeah dwayne the rock johnson at that point just the rock like no one knew no his one knew name. His name. Yeah, he, didn't have a name. he was he was the rock and was everyone rock everyone was wondering what was cooking <laughs> <laughs> yes Oh, that makes me feel really old. Anyway, yep. what about you? What about me? Same same question. Like, what's it like to not have representation anywhere you look? I feel like when I was growing up, I wasn't so... I was always wanting to be that blonde girl with lighter skin and mm-hmm. to blend in because, man, maybe people had stopped teasing me for being so dark or looking like I speak for another language. Oh, or being taught, you know, in our family that not in our family, but like the deep part of our family who is still in South America. If you marry somebody with lighter skin, you're better off. You're better Wait off. Wait a minute. Stat- status wise. Not. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it, that's really like big in our culture was People think you have money. People think you're better taken care of. People want to take care of you. Um, and that stemmed like really deeply in some of our family that still lives down there. So like being here, um, mind you, like I went to South America every year until I turned 18. So I would spend most of my summers there. And um, I went to Mexico maybe once or twice. I haven't. I don't have as much family. I'm not as connected to that part of my family. Um, I'm definitely a lot more connected to my Bolivian side of the family just because I'm always with my mom and my grandmother. And so I'm always like talking about whatever's going on in our lifestyle. But um, growing up, it was always like, oh, I want to be lighter skinned. I want to blend in. Oh, they must have it easy. Or you know, oh, they're not sitting in ESOL class like I am, except for, like, I, I spoke English at that point. At, like, eight or nine years old, I pick up Spanish so fast um, that I was speaking it at home. And people just thought that, like, oh, mm-hmm. she doesn't know English that well. Not to mention, like, my actual, like, writing English was terrible, but I could speak really well. So it was interesting growing up and then it only got worse as i got into like middle school high school because kids get mean like girls get 
hormones are a strange thing. Um, you know, boys get, oh, well, you're, you're not, you don't look like me. And I'm like, okay, there's a reason why I didn't have a boyfriend until I was like 17. Because yep. people don't want to date a dark haired, dark skinned girl. Yep. It's it, it sucks. Like it made like, oh, I really like you and you don't like me because I don't look like you. Yeah. Hey, this is an experience where you would get chosen last for like to play any of like the sports or even dances. When kids were going to dances with their friends, it would you would be the odd one out because oh, they probably can't afford it, or they can't afford a dress to come, or you just don't look like part of our group, so you're not going. Yeah, I got it's very lonely. I got stood up at my first dance. <sighs> oh, yeah. That's yeah, that was a but that, that goes back to that whole like I you're not it, it's actually a line from one of my favorite rap songs, which is you're not the I, most ideal candidate. Yeah. You're not you're not the ideal person for what what someone wants, really. Like uh which once more, and that that kind of goes back to that representation and in, in like society, you don't really have a representation. So then people are just kind of like, oh, you know, everybody that's everyone that I've seen that is attractive is not your Me. look. Yeah, you you're not light blonde hair or brown blue hair, blue eyed, um, rail thin for no reason. Exactly. I've always been kind of like stocky. And I actually I blame it on when my when we were uh, when we were younger when we first moved out here they did those fundraisers and my mom would get those like French bread pizzas the ones that you put in the oven and I would just eat those when I came back from school and like I was like oh that's where I became chunky <laughs> but it was, yeah but it also I, I also didn't have a wasn't in any relationship until around like sixteen seventeen because. Pretty much who never felt attractive. And then also, yeah, I just, I guess never felt attractive. Mm -hmm. Never felt good enough for it. Yeah. And then like all my friends, I would start talking to somebody and it'd turn into like friend zone. And then they would have a crush on like my best friend. Yep. Because, know that one all too well. <laughs> and then you sit there, you sit there and be like, oh, this is yeah. your way in. Oh, cool. So that was that was where kind of like I was like, well, this sucks. Like, uh. it was not it was not a good time. It was just, um, yeah, high school was was the hardest. Middle school into high school because that was when my friend group at the time nicknamed me Brown. Fuck you. Yeah, no, it, I, it, it took me a while. It actually took me until 2020 to be like, that was kind of fucked up. <laughs> Son, what? Yeah, you sit there and you're like, I, I remember. Like, we would be like, oh, let's go to the mall. We go to the mall. And I was like, I want to eat over here. And they'd be like, oh, shut up. You don't get a, you don't get to say because you're brown. And I was like, whoa, okay. Right. Forgot I lived in Virginia. Like, Yeah, right. That was, um, which, you know, that's. That's part of the reason why, like, at the gym, I don't, I try to make people feel as welcome as possible. And, like, you are definitely that person. Well, that's, that's, I didn't want anybody to feel the way that I felt growing up. 
So like coaching was like my way of being like, yeah, everyone should be a part of this team. Everyone should be in climbing. But it was something that I could like do. And it's funny because now I'm doing that towards the fire service because they're all like old heads and they're all like, oh, yeah. Kids can't do this. Can't do this. That's gay. And I'm like, whoa, you're hot. <laughs> it's my favorite. Love my that absolute, man. Absolute, my, my absolute favorite is like, hey, nice ass. <laughs> this dude's like, grabbed my butt on multiple occasions. Just clear. It's fun. It's hilarious. Because <laughs> like that's the other thing, right? Like that's how we're gonna break down those yeah, those walls. Yeah, walls. Yeah, barriers. Uh, whatever you want to call. It. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Like, like you got to make it not. The negative thing that people have already built it. Yeah, that's that was the that was like the shift. Like senior year in high school was like a shift from me being like I'm gonna keep playing or not playing into it, but like being the victim in this situation. Anytime somebody started saying something, I was like, "Cool, are you gonna you're gonna do this now? All right, let's go!" Like, <laughs> and I just like toe for toe, joke in a joking manner would like stand up to that kind of like slight racism that shit's not that, slight dude well i mean like but but no, like it's like that. stuff that they've heard so it's not yeah. like coming from a place of hatred it's coming from a place of like oh my parents or my uncle said this type of shit so i'm gonna start saying this type of shit so it's it's it you know it doesn't come from a place of like and i've realized that it was, never really came from a place of hatred like mainly because Nobody had any sort of any sort of uh, a grasp of how they could hate a Pacific Islander at this point. <laughs> Fair. So, yeah, like, so it was just like them being like, this is different. This person's different. Blah, blah, blah. They're darker. You just don't look like me. Yeah. So then it's it's now introducing. Oh, well, I'm the first person from Guam, you know. Mm hmm. So I get I get a say in how you perceive people from Guam, yeah. which is kind of cool because I've noticed it more and more um, where people are like, oh, I met a person from Guam. I was like, what was their last name? Where what village are they from? Because like I'm like, was I related to them? But like they were excited about meeting another person from Guam mm -hmm. versus being like, oh, I hate I met one person from Guam. They sucked. Right. You know, like. Yeah. Hey, I think we've all we all have that with like, oh, I met this person from this place. Oh, I went to New York. That place is a shithole because <laughs> I went there and someone spat at me. <laughs> like, done. Instead, never I, again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Which is funny because that was the first time I went to New York. Someone spat at me uh, because I was wearing a Capitals jersey uh, and they're a Rangers God. fan. Oh, thanks, uh, Dick. You know, you know. And I was like, oh, we beat your team. <laughs> cool. I'm gonna go get pizza. See a dick. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I ruined that guy's day. That's my favorite part about it. I started looking at uh when people make comments like that. <laughs> That's funny. Dang, that could ruin my day. Or dang, that person's now really upset. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. It changes it in uh in a manner of being like, well, cool. <laughs> I didn't have to say anything. That was great. <laughs> But um, yeah. So, so oh, go sorry, on. Go on. No. no, no, no. I was just saying. So, like, that was uh, high school was the hardest part, really. That was where did and where where did you go to high school? Like in Sterling, in it, Sterling, yeah. Which being in Nova, it's a it's a bubble. So was it a bubble of like not Southern? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You have 
Richmond, which wants to be Richmond. You have Nova, which is only ever Nova. Don't call us anything else. Mm-hmm. And then you have the entire rest of the fucking state that yeah. is in the South. It's in the like South. they were fucking you go, born during the Civil War. But yeah. you go, you go yeah, to Prince William County. County everybody it's, else. It's, ridiculous. it's completely different. You're like, what is happening? I've time traveled. Yeah, no, yeah. it's like, like what? I don't get it. Aww. I, I watched that one happen. Yeah. A, <laughs> I was like, oh, spin that. Spin. Oh, yeah. I opened that and it shot all over the table. So We're talking about baby food, guys. Yeah. <laughs> right. They can't see anything we do. I, I, I kind of I love doing that, though. Like, you listen to a podcast and, oh, damn it. And then people are like, what just happened? What happened? Like, what, what is going ta- on? What are they talking about? Good times. We're so, actually- like... <laughs> And, and like you'll always hear that, I guess Northern Virginia is pretty diverse for schools and stuff. Yeah. So when I was growing up, I grew up in Las Vegas, and at that time, like Clark County was the fastest growing school district in the country. Oh. So for me, like being there, you were probably. Fifty percent white, fifty percent everything else, but that's probably bullshit. I'm probably completely wrong about that, to be honest. Like thinking about it, I'm like, no, probably not. There were just so many fucking people at the school. I mean, like, but then like coming out here, it was pretty. I hate to say it was like diverse because it's it's still at the end of the day, like it's very white, right? Yeah, this country is. Very white and struggling to move through the fact that there are other people that are human that aren't white. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, guys, like, get get over it. Like, take 20 minutes out of your day. Sit down. Talk to somebody different from you before you decide to judge completely them on whatever dumb shit you've heard. Oh, yeah. Like... It's- yeah, it's and that's the that's the thing. The only the only um rebuttal to that, like just being devil's advocate, is most of the time people don't understand how to approach Yeah. Oh yeah. Like how do you do that? Like yeah. how do you do that? Like sit down and like take the time because it's gotta be bi-directional. See, and right? that's like the other person has to be willing to do it too. I, I it's funny because we've gotten like my siblings and I um I guess I'm the one that's the most outspoken about where we're from because mm-hmm. I'm tired of being asked <laughs> where are you from you're like uh Sterling <laughs> just just to just to piss Your off people. Oh and the, favorite, the, favorite, the favorite part is the no really uh, where are you from yeah where uh Sterling <laughs> I love doing that, making it very awkward for them, but then being like, originally from Guam. <laughs> but like, it, you know, there's, so I will always, I mentioned that I'm from Guam. I wear stuff that says Guam on it. And pretty much all of my siblings do the same thing. We'll wear hats that say Guam. Um, just cause we're f- proud of where we're from. Um, <laughs> yeah. You like that it's from Guam yeah. too? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's all about it. I'm, I'm cool. I'm I love it. I love the technique of feeding. Like the cracker 
open the mouth and you're like, scoop of food, <laughs> scoop of puree. <laughs> Somebody's uh, late to the teeth party, so we're in between Ooh. mixed foods. That's okay. You can you you grow teeth whenever you feel like it. Teeth kind of suck. Yeah, they're not going to be awesome. No, they get itchy. Exactly. Yeah, this one is all about biting. Right now. <laughs> That's okay. I um, it's funny. I got a new wallet, new leather wallet. Went down to, uh, Ricky's down in Raleigh. So my brother, his uh, daughter, we were celebrating her birthday. And I come back up from that trip and I look at my wallet and there's just teeth mark. There's teeth marks all over the wallet. And I was like, who chewed on my wallet? Like, which one of the kids? And I was like, it was one of Ricky's kids. Like, it was probably Margo. Good times. That's amazing. Yeah. But like, that's where I'm like, hey, they're going to, it's going to, it reminds me of when I was a child. It was the v, uh, VHS, like the, 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 oh, gosh. The little foam packaging that they did yeah. for um, for Disney movies. Oh yeah, 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 yeah! I know what you're talking about. I used to bite those corners all the time. Oh, so, so good, oh, so puffy. Yeah, it was fantastic. <laughs> like I was, I was like, I was like six or seven, still like gnawing on it. Um, but so what's the impact of all that on you now? I uh, like the yeah, because like, I uh, honestly, man, like. I can't say shit. I am white. <laughs> in life. The one thing that I can say that <clears throat> like hearing you guys talk about your culture and being like, oh, I'm super proud of X, Y, and Z. I am jealous as hell. Yeah. So like my family's to me, my family is very small. <laughs> me and my mom and dad and that was it. Like the extended family, whatever, who cares? We don't need to get into it. But, like, not having that culture, not really understanding, like, where my parents really are from and, like, what that's like. Like, does that play a huge identity, uh, a huge thing into your identity for you guys? Like, you're like, does it give you, I don't, this isn't, I don't know how to say it. Does it give you something to, like, fall back on for an understanding of, like, who you are? A little bit. Like, because that's, that was one of those, (laughs) actually, it was weird. The, so, um. Like, my culture really does play into who I am a lot. Um, like, out here, you're very much, we're very much in our own little, like, like comfort circle. Like, I don't even know, I know one of my neighbors. <laughs> and I'll talk to her, she's my next door neighbor. I will talk to her every once in a while. Like, she's outside, I'm like, hey, how are you doing? Okay, bye. I don't like talking to my other neighbors. I'm the same way. Guilty. Yeah. You talk to everybody because you will, I guess. I'm just so uncomfortable. That's, with it. That's just me. I'm coming from like such a family oriented person oh, in yeah. Bolivia. Like, you, you know, everybody, you talk yeah. to everybody, like, everybody's your family. It's super welcoming. You're always making meals for people, for anybody yeah. coming over. You're always offering them everything. You offer them to the point of like the clothes on your back. You were that openly kind to people coming here or just spending my summers in South America and then coming here to come back to school. People always wondered why I was so affectionate to other people. Yeah. Because that's just what it was like. That's why I am always like, 
I would touch people, like hold people's hands or like comfort them so immensely because that's how I grew up in the summertime. That's what it was like. It was you you love on everybody, you mm-hmm. make everybody feel welcome, and you don't stick your hands in there. Mm-hmm. Um but for, uh, people thought it was weird. Yes. To be like that. And even now I'm I feel like I've gotten more reserved as I've gotten older to the select few that are in my group mm-hmm. personally. And like, I don't know any of my neighbors. I know maybe one. Yeah. And like, we'll come over once in a while. Like, of course, living here, different. Living in Fairfax, my family, like, I lived with my family until I was like 25. And it's very common. Like, you don't ever leave your family you grow up with your parents you get old enough to take care of them and then just stay in the no, that's, that's exactly there's even within my dad's family there's they actually converted my grandma's house to be his family house and he he takes care of her and like it's it, i feel like that's not normal out here like you'll have their in-law suite every once in a while yeah with some people but like it's kind of not too normal on that one I feel like that's every culture except for like American yeah. white. Yeah, right? Uh, like, I feel like you can still. And I haven't been to Europe, right? So yeah. this is going to be very. I don't really know. But I feel like e- even Europe itself has a different mentality around family. They're still more like family inclusive. And then you come out here and it's like cutthroat bullshit. Yeah. And, and it sucks. That's pretty funny. She's taping over the electrical outlet. I mean, really, that's next to, which is really way, smart. But like, it's actually way better than those yeah, other things because yeah, yeah. you cannot take those other things yeah. off. <laughs> Even as an adult, I'm like, dang it! And now <laughs> she's like actively trying to stick her fingers in it, but but she can't. So there's that. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, it is a weird thing. For me to think about, again, but that's only because my concept of family was me, my mom, and my dad. Yeah. Like, we didn't really associate outside of us. Yeah. We, like, my extended family is a lot. And uh, it was, it was, it's definitely, it's way different. Because we actually, like, culturally, we view our cousins as like our cousins kids as our nieces and nephews they'll all call me uncle adam no matter what Mm. um and then we look at our our siblings kids and they are i love each and every one of those kids as if they were my own and i know it's going to be different when i have my own children but you'll see like my siblings literally trade up like trade their baby girls like here's l here's florence and like they're like, oh, my baby, and, like, giving them kisses and, like, hugs and, like, and it's kind of funny because the kids get very confused because they look kind of similar. God, so they're just like, wait a second. You're not my dad. Um, but, yeah, we, we like, being family-oriented for us, like, Guam's so small. It's I play a fun game, which is how many Guams can you fit in a place? Oh. <laughs> which, in Loudoun County, you can fit two Guams. Shit, really? exactly. No, just in a county that we yeah, that, yeah. That live in. Nuts. Um, you fit two Guams, so like we know each other. We we're very open about that. There's never like I've never been to another place, and 
I'm sure, you know, South America's kind of similar where you'll have a barbecue and someone will walk across the street or walk down the street and be like, hey, you want you want some food? You hungry? Let's, yeah, let's meet come you. here. Like, have fun. Like, we're celebrating a birthday. And they're like, oh, I guess I'm celebrating this birthday with this family I don't know. Like, that's just... It's, it's so normal. And that's, yeah, that's the normal thing is like you have this not sort of like, it's not even like neighborly. It's just like open. Mm-hmm. Um, so moving out here, it was very weird because we were doing that. And like we became a very popular family in the neighborhood, but only with the kids. The parents didn't trust us. Yeah. Because we're actually Ricky. No, they called my little brother and me Puerto Rican bullies. Like in my first, our first actual neighborhood. Yeah. That was their like, Thanks. oh, they, they called the cops because they got into like a little fight with neighborhood kids. But Ricky, Ricky was the one who like beat the, the crap out of everybody. And then like, that's shocking, there. by the way. Like, he's very protective of us. Okay. Okay. Yeah. He's scrappy. You like that. Yeah. He's scrappy. Mental note. Yeah. 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 Really, the one that you need to watch out for is like Carlos and Lou. They're the ones that I'm like, yeah, they actually are like black belts in oh, jujitsu and stuff. So me, I'm like, ah, if I hit you, it'll hurt. But like, I don't want to, I don't want to do any of that. I I got into a, a whole field of like not hurting people and actually trying to help people. <laughs> um, but yeah. So we got a little off track. Your 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 question was like how everything how everything played into like adulthood. Yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, how, does does having a culture background that you were actually able to experience right up until yeah. eight, seven, eight when you yeah, moved yeah. out here? And that, we visited all the time, so it wasn't like like every two years for a while we were visiting. Okay. Yeah, is, how, that's how like a that, huge journey, though. How is that for you now? Like, has that helped give you something to heal? Yeah. So, um, I so during COVID, I decided to right when lockdown ended, started my whole like first responder journey. You know, I I applied for a station to volunteer at. And I think part of that was me being like, I've lost, I've lost that community aspect mm-hmm. um, in my life. You know, we, we were all stuck in one spot and the only way to help your neighbor was like staying in and not talking to your neighbor, mm-hmm. like having uh, zoom calls where you're drinking with your friends. Like that's, that's what that was. And I lost that. I like, you know, I, I didn't know how to help myself. I didn't know how to help others. I, felt super lost. So I think that's part of the reason why I became a volunteer with fire and rescue is I wanted to be a part of something that was community-based, you know, helping somebody who I didn't know on their worst day. Like that was what I wanted out of it. So I think that's, that's what helped me kind of heal more and more was finding out like, how important it was for me being a part of that community and being oh, yeah. Sure, sure. yeah. Sure. Uh, seeing my um, seeing how it really did affect me and how I really wanted that was like a big part of why I do this now and it's kind of cool because 
I've definitely changed, but I'm still the same person. Like you've known me for a while. Yeah. I've chilled the hell down <laughs> compared to, or like chilled the hell out compared to like what I used to be where I was like super off the wall, bouncy. And then I get emotionally upset immediately. And then like would change immediately back to happy. Cause yeah, but you know. and, and like, that's all a part of growing, but like, that's what helped me grow. So it's just like, I now have like this perspective in my head that it can always be worse, but I'm not going to stop trying to grow. Like, yeah. And that's like kind of, kind of like, you know, one of those cool things with this. So having that community base definitely really like or community aspects um, definitely really helped me grow in a sense that. And then, like I said, trauma response you know, as a child being, bullied which i hate saying that now just because like i feel like bully is like an overused word and people people use it for everything but it is true like a lot of times i was bullied um helped me want to like help others and like treat others better than how i was treated and change someone's perspective on something whether that be like my color my race how i looked um yeah, I just wanted to like make it better for somebody or change someone's outlook, and that's all my little like, uh, re- like rebellious, yeah. <laughs> which is a weird, weird rebellion, like a weird like protest. Was I just want to like change the way people looked, and that's part of the reason why I love it. Whenever people are like I met someone from Guam, it was awesome. I told them about you, and I was like, I had a positive outlook or uh, like positive, um, you know. I, rubbed off positively towards this person so that's good i like that that's kind of what we're hoping to do with this outside yeah. of the that right is taking that whole i felt so shitty about myself and, and not for those reasons right but yeah. for different reasons and i don't want anyone else to feel like so how can i do that well just start a conversation and tell them hey dude like yeah. this is what it's like right like if you want to maybe, maybe this will make somebody else sit back and think about saying something mean yeah right like all fucking people yeah. like we have the same feelings if you're willing to address them and understand them, have them sure but like we're all people right i mean yeah, yeah that's in my my family is in the spiritual community and being a psychic medium and growing up where that's that part of like magic is so alive in South America and coming to the States here, it's only ever so often people make fun of medium Nancy on Jersey. And like, but I remember growing up and my mom saying, you can't, you can't tell people here. You can't talk about this part yeah. of your life that people will not understand um what our gifts are people think you're different and they'll treat you differently and so growing up that way and having to shelter that and i'm hoping that you know we can create space that people who have gifts that are can decolonize that because you're different doesn't mean it's a bad thing no so slowly working on that growing on that See, I've never, I never thought about that side of things too. Is you it's know, very, it's very different. 
Yeah, no, because I, I mean, like, I, I'll discuss. <laughs> um, spirituality and stuff. I, I used to be Catholic. I'm no longer Catholic. I, I don't really believe in anything but energy. Really, that's like the big one for me. Is just energy. But we have in Guam, we have ancient spirits called the Tatamona, and like that's something that I truly believe in because I feel like we've experienced it in Guam. But coming out here, talking to friends, they're like, I don't believe in any of that stuff. And I'm like, okay, well, I've experienced it. And they're like, no, you didn't. And I'm like, yeah. But, okay, but that's now writing off my experience. Yeah, but you can't do that. Like, we've had conversations, like, constantly about it. And like, hey, like, I can't say that you didn't do X, Y, and Z. Like, fuck. I, I, just because I didn't experience it doesn't make your experience invalid. Exactly. You know, and that's the thing. It's like... You can tell me whatever you want. I, until I experience it, I won't understand what you you exactly. are talking about to that degree, right? But like, it it doesn't mean it didn't happen. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. mean you can't what? learn from something. Yeah, you don't like, just write that shit off and say fucking you're wrong. That's no, you're wrong. <laughs> you're the one that's wrong. You're the one that is closed minded and being an asshole. Yeah. Really, like that was. Uh, I I always equate it to like. You know, going to war. I've never personally gone to war, but I can listen to someone's war story and be like, that's fucked up. I yeah. hope I never have to experience it. Right. That's fucked up. Like, yeah. And that's the, that's like, I think people need to really understand. And that's, I think, um, you know, part of, part of this talk is like how people can be an ally in a sense. And that is, yeah. Being an ally is just listening, not necessarily understanding, but trying and not hindering yourself from learning something new. Yeah. Like that's, I don't expect someone to come up to me and be like, hmm, I want to go to Guam one day. I'd be like, I don't care. <laughs> you do whatever you want to do, man. But just it's being open to receive. Being open to receive. Being open to other cultures. I, I, I love, I love that we live in a spot, um, you know this this area. We live in a spot where we can go and get any type of food. Yeah. And that was, I actually look at I, I look at moving away, and I'm like, I want to go somewhere where there is all type of food. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to find that because I feel that way every time we travel somewhere. Yeah. We go somewhere, and I'm like, I'm the brownest. Yes. Here. Um. One of the worst spots that I've ever been to, and it's very weird, was Denver, Colorado. <laughs> we it love is. it, but every time I, I love go, it. I'm like, it's it's nobody so like white. Me. It is it the is whitest so place. White. I went to Bemidji, Minnesota, and Bemidji, Minnesota. I was one of three people that were brown, and I did not get stared at once. <laughs> Denver, I got stared at, and people were like. Hmm. <laughs> what is he? Right. There are Can weird I... parts of that. Yeah. It's yes. like what the hell? It was uh that and the fact that they do not like they don't like pit bulls. And I really love pit bulls. They're so sweet. They're so sweet. I want to get a pit bull one day. So, so sweet. I'm not a dog person. See, I'm I thought I wasn't a dog person until I've been watching dogs and I'm like, ooh, I cannot wait. I want to get a cat and a dog and then get a special harness for the dog. So the cat can ride the dog. Oh my god! Yeah. See, 
<laughs> See, <Yeah>. you get it. <laughs> Our big one down there. I love her, but she's got a lot of anxiety. Oh, she's she's speaking of like energy. Him and her, their energies are so like they're just so they feed off of each other's anxiety. <laughs> And it's so hard because, like, this one's like, it's all fun, it's fine. <laughs> but it's it's hard for them. Jeez. Jeez. So it's definitely like an experience. Do you, um... Do you have any recent experiences feeling like a minority? Ooh, actually... Um, we've gotten, we've gotten a couple calls where, uh, we're helping like an elderly person out and they, uh, they definitely didn't want me to even touch their furniture, but everybody else who on my engine, who's white, they're like super receptive towards until my, uh, my officer noticed them treating me differently and immediately started, uh, it was like, yeah, he's going to move your couch because he's going to help us do this. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's if they don't want me to help them, I, I will not help them. I will help them only if my only if like I'm able to. You know, I, I, it's it's and it's it's really difficult because I have to separate that, you know, you, you sit there. As a minority and being treated differently in that side of the situation, I have to be professional. So I'm like, ma'am, I have to move this. And she's like, no, I'd rather him move it. And I'm like, uh, okay. And like, hey, I need you to move this. And they immediately turn towards her, like, he's going to move your chair. Like, I'm currently helping your husband out from the ground. Like, yeah. So that's, that's you know, that's very, that's as recent as this year. Um, yeah, it's, and it's like, you know, one-off situations. It's not like when I was growing up, it was very consistent. You know, I'd hear it almost every week. Uh, now it's, it happens so infrequently, but I guess that like turns the volume up on it because now I'm like able to, as an adult, recognize, recognize it and then immediately be like, Ooh, that kind of ruined my day or like. Ooh, damn it. Like, why? Why is this? And then I, like, a lot of times I dissect it in my head. It's hard not to, though, especially as an adult and you're getting that kind of comment. You're like, I'm not a kid anymore. Yeah. And now you can recognize that it's actually happening. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Do you expect more from those people that are older? Is that part of it? Out of curiosity? Like, are you expecting them to be like, I don't think well, I expected. I see. I, I stopped. I stopped expecting anything from anybody now. That's that like you, in all honesty. It, it was. It, I think that that came along with um, with the whole like growing into or growing from um, uh, ADHD and stuff. Because I would constantly have expectations of something, and then would be let down. I'm watching Jeremiah get slapped in the face yeah, over and over again. It's pretty great. It's, it's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, so I, I guess I just, I don't expect it. But when it does happen, it's kind of shocking. Like in the moment, I'm sitting there. I have a task at hand. You don't want me to do 
one thing I'm going to do some, I'm going to do something else. Mm -hmm. And then afterwards I will sit there and be like, damn it. Like, damn it. I tried. Like, uh, and like have to like hold my tongue or what have you. That's the hardest. In all honesty, yeah. Knowing that you have to respond differently in a situation. Cause it's almost like a, Oh, I could have said this then. And I, yeah. Okay. And, and like, I, I've gotten it even from this year. I've gotten it from younger people, like someone roughly around our age um, who told me, go back to my country. And I actually wanted to tell them, uh, sadly, uh, this is my country and I wish I could go back to a different one. <laughs> yeah. Every time someone tells me to do that, I'm like, you go back to your country. Yeah, <laughs> like, fuck you. How about yeah. that? Like, you don't own this that's, country. That's, my, that's, that's not my, my favorite thing when someone's like, go back to your country. I'm like, sir, you're you're not native to this land. Yeah. Uh, let's analyze Jan history. It's fine. Sure, you were born here, but like, where are your people from here? Like, you can't really tell me my like go back to where I'm from. Yeah. And then Especially yeah. if you don't know. Yeah. I we're well, I was gonna say we were doing the protest, but when we went to a lot of the protests, everybody's like, oh, ice is coming. And I'm like, uh-huh. And your point is you're holding a Spanish sign. Your point is what? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, I know another language. Like what are you saying? Or even when I was pregnant, every time I'd walk into a store, ma'am, I need to see all the clothes that you're holding. Yeah. I'm right. It? Am I gonna shove clothes up my stomach? <laughs> no. Having to hear that pissed me off a lot. It, uh, that was I. I had never experienced it. Uh, I guess in that manner, uh, in a in a store, I'd never experienced it in a store. Before. Yeah, I've experienced it behind the chair as a hairstylist, as a. Oh, she's young and she's charging how much? And um, what other people are on staff? Oh, she doesn't have normal colored hair though. Or she doesn't, um, all my coworkers were white. So they'd be like, I, I need somebody else that looks normal. Yeah. It, like, it, it sucks. I've actually, I've been asked to leave a couple stores now. Um. Like, just like, and it's usually, you know, I've experienced it in the South. I've experienced it over in West Virginia. I've experienced it actually in Denver. Um, stuff like that. It just, it happens. It it happens. It's weird that it still happens, but it happens. And I think at this point in my life, I'm kind of like, all right, well, take my business elsewhere. And yeah. like, cool. I'm going to, I'm going to like file a complaint. And that's about it. Like it's because like I have never done that before. I've never. Yeah. My mom was like, "You should file a complaint." And I'm like, "So much fucking energy that I don't want to <laughs> with, put out in the universe." And it sucks with because who? you have to, you have to like, well, just like looking up the store uh, <laughs> and yeah. then like filing in a complaint. I've only done that once, and it was honestly, it like you said, it's so much energy that I don't really want to. And it's a lot of negative energy that I sit there like, I don't really want to deal with this now. Right. Like, I'd rather just be like there and then not fester. Yeah. Like, cool, it happened. Done. Like, it just, it's, it's really, it's, um, it's a difficult, like, a difficult thing. Like, 
getting uh like getting discriminated against is not the best like i've gotten pulled over and been called se immediately are you fucking kidding yeah. out here yep yeah. Loudoun county dude bro yeah. one you don't even know <laughs> you don't even know like, yeah, they didn't look at, they even even looked at my, my last name is Camacho, and like, that's very Hispanic last name. So if you looked at the last name and then said it, okay, well, you saw my last name at the same time. I'm talking to you in yeah. English very clearly. All right. Oh, okay. What's up? Yeah, right. Do you have a question? What's up? Okay. <laughs> but... Yeah. And it's funny because like I heard stories of my dad getting the same thing when we first moved out here. But then he's in a different generation, the survivalist generation. Yeah. Where I tied talking to my dad and I was like, yeah, that happened to me. It's sucks. And my dad's like, that's just the way the world is. I'm like, that's not the answer I wanted to hear from you. Yeah. Thanks for the support. <laughs> yeah. So, same with my mom. She feels the same way. Like I'll bring it up to my grandmother, and it's just uh, yeah. So like that's so normal. Yeah, it's what that you is you have to expect, and I'm like, shouldn't have to fucking expect yeah. that. Just just move on. And you're like cool. You're like, and I totally get it for her. And she's been here since she was thirteen, and she just finally swore in. Um, so she's officially an American no. citizen. But for her, it. You know, it, she's, she'll always bring it up. She's like, you just have to run with it. Don't fight with it. You don't know what they're going to do. People nowadays. Exactly. No. You, people take the smallest things and blow it up real big. Yeah. And that was, uh, that was one thing. Getting taught um, that I had to treat the police better than they treat me was one of the worst, one of the worst lessons that I had to learn. I think that that's like, I think for a lot of minorities, we we sit there and we're like, cool, I, I'm less than the police. Like, that was one of the first lessons that I learned was like, you got to treat them with respect because you don't know. Someone could be having a bad day and it's like, a bad day can end your life? Like, that's stupid. That is fucking insane. Right. Right. Yeah, we're talking the small one. How do you feel having a mixed daughter, Jer? It's so... Some days it's, like, super weird. Because then I have to sit back and think about all of this stuff. And like, Because <laughs> we talked about it, right? Like, how do you fill out the paper? True. What do you put? Yeah. Do you put white? There's benefits to doing that. Yeah. But that kind of robs her of her culture. No, sorry. Like, I don't have any culture to give you, really. My bad. But, like, you know, it, it, it's strange. And I don't want her to go through anything that you guys are going through. Yeah. You know, I want to be able to give her the best opportunity. But I don't want to have her lose part of her she identity is, yeah. in it. Yeah, no, the, and like we were, we were, um, you know, it, we were just discussing police and all that. And that's, I don't even like that's that's the whole topic in itself. I am 
I am white and I have been stopped more times by the cops than I care to fucking <laughs> over the dumbest shit possible. And it's like, fuck off and leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. Like, the police are, are, are dumpster fire in and of themselves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's unfortunate because obviously, right, I can't classify every single person out there as being a terrible police officer, but collectively, it, it's, it's a shit show. <laughs> I think and, their whole organization is a shit show. And they don't do anything to help themselves. And that's the shittiest part. They're supposed to be there to protect and serve. And they just treat people like shit. Mm-hmm. You know, and they could be so much more of the healing solution if they wanted to be. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I don't think that's a possibility, unfortunately. Yeah. And it sucks. They could help so much. Like some of the most powerful stuff out of the um, protest were. The minority police officers mm-hmm. who you know have to have the biggest struggle. <laughs> You're there to stop people who are there to try and make your life better. That's Holy the shit. You're standing in front of the White House. And you know, I don't know if you guys watched the Super Bowl everything we're chanting like it was so powerful because you're like i know you're trying to do your job right now but i also know that you wish you were on the other side here yeah saying and doing what we're doing right now and it was insane but you have to know that they're going back and in locker rooms getting shit up yeah yeah yeah. and it's it's fucked up like dude Just because you have a badge next to this other guy who's got a badge, that does not make you better than him just because your skin color is different. Yeah. No, that was, um, that was one of those, you know, the eye-opening things with being a first responder and being a minority. Uh, I'm even more of a minority in that. But at the same time, it's... It's kind of funny because we'll constantly we 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 have fun with it where we'll uh, staff an engine with like three or four Asian people. We're like, yeah, we did it, rickshaw six hundred six. Let's do this, <laughs> and we laugh about it. Jesus. And then we're like, we're joking about it, and then someone's like, ha We're like, what are you laughing about? <laughs> A little. Oh, it's a little like a little poking the bear. Like, you, 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 you can't joke about this, like, dick. Uh, but yeah, it's it's being in in public service and being a minority. Like I said, this is that role model. I will wave at every child that's brown, and I'll be like, "Hey, you want to you want to play with this? Like, come over here. Like, let's let's. Uh, you want to go check out my gear? That's <laughs> that's cool." Though. Yeah, it's it's That's, a really it's like kind of it inspired me where I'm like I will constantly try to be that that figurehead. I love that. For, I think that's super for these powerful. minorities, for these minority children, or just people of color that I see because you know you get once more it's it's someone responding to your your emergency that now looks somewhat like you. Yeah. 
is a big thing. Yeah. No. It's cool. It's definitely, it's, it's a weird one because I don't think a lot of people think about it, mainly because there's a lot of people in my, um, at my station that are white. And, you know, it's primarily like this whole, like, I, I actually got, during like St. Patrick's Day, I didn't wear anything green. And someone was like, huh, I get to pinch you. I was like, I'm not, I'm in no way Irish. Yeah. I do not adopt your, 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 your holiday. If I call it that, like, don't talk to me about it. <laughs> I will eat canned corned beef, but that's because I've eaten it my whole life and I love it. <laughs> canned meat is great. Uh, but yeah, that was I actually got really upset. I was ordering a uh, radio strap, like a leather one with my last name on it, and they didn't have a Guam flag. So I wrote to the chief of Guam Fire and Rescue. I was like, hey, do you have little uh, little patches? And he sent me a bunch of little patches to put onto my, That's my radio awesome. strap so that actually. there's representation of Guam on my radio strap. I love that. Yeah, it was awesome. It was one of my, it was, it's, I, I still need to go, I need to find a person to put it on because it's really thick leather, but I was like, yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah. So like, it's, it's one of those things. It hasn't like, I will still wear, like wear that with pride, like being a minority, being a person of color, being someone from Guam, someone from a different place. I still, still wear it with pride and will gladly tell people about it. So I have two questions. One is, answers. what are you doing to heal? What is healing for you? And then my follow, my other question that we can get back into is, should anybody be called a minority? Like, isn't that kind of just fucked up in its own right? <laughs> it's a mixed answer for that. It's a mixed answer for that one. We'll 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 go into that one. Um, so healing process. Because uh, I reached out to you about a, a couple different, couple different things, like yeah. a, which once more like ADHD. I was like, oh yeah, like I drank caffeine today, <laughs> like <laughs> going crazy with it. Um, but uh, I think I think really like healing, healing wise, just knowing that I'm making a difference, um, making a difference in people's brains, like or like their minds about my whatever they perceive me as is huge for me. Like that was during the protest. I, I didn't feel comfortable going because of COVID. Mm -hmm. um, both I, at the time was living with my parents and uh, I didn't want to get sick and then potentially get them more sick. Mm -hmm. Like I know I'm, I was healthy at the time. And like, I was like, yeah, this is great. But like, I didn't want to potentially get anybody else sick. Um, so I didn't go to any protest, but my little protest was I will smile at everybody. I will try to change someone's perspective on something. And just knowing that that's the difference I'm making makes me heal a little bit more, like makes me happier. Um, and like, you know, it, it makes me even more so because at the time I wasn't I wasn't a firefighter yet. I wasn't riding on an engine now that I'm doing all that, it's it's part of it where I'm like, I get to be this role model um, that really helps me because it was the role model I didn't have. 
which is weird and shocking to me that like the first night that I rode an engine, I sat there and was like, oh, damn, like I'm living out a lot of people's dream just by doing this, but living out my own dream of having a role model, which is kind of cool being the role model that I didn't have. That's kind of awesome. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So that was the, that was like, you know, that's like the healing aspect of it is I, I went from feeling like an outcast or feeling less than um, a lot of people to then serve a lot of people voluntarily. I want to, I want to make a difference in people's lives um, even more than uh, I did when I was, I wanted to be, like normal in a sense now i'm like well not normal still gonna be myself still gonna be my weird ass (laughs) my weird ass self uh joking around and stuff and you know i can't tell you how many times i've responded to something like really bad and like i will sit there and like be really quiet and then be like i really want chicken nuggies and the person beside me is like we're gonna go get camacho chicken nuggies i'm like Thanks, boo. And then we go and get, or like, I want ice cream. And they're like, yeah, we're going to go get ice cream. Like, nice. Actually, last Tuesday, we helped out with a really bad car accident. Everyone turned out to be spine, but I was like, can I get a milkshake? And they're like, yeah, we can get milkshakes. I was like, yay. <laughs> still, a, still a damn child. Still that child that I really, I never gave up, but I still like, I want to be. I'm I'm just like that my own little role model, which is so powerful, man. Yeah, it's so powerful because you get to heal yourself by being that thing that you wanted so bad. Exactly, and that's then that was the you know that's my way of being normalized is creating this not not creating this persona, but like being this person that people like being around. And like, there isn't anything that makes me any one thing that makes me different and not acceptable. I think one of the things that makes you, and I'm going to say different because you're using that word, is how genuinely positive you can be to people. Being at the gym, you know, almost every single person that walks in. Yeah. I and mean, it's nuts. Like, like, made me comfortable. Yeah. For the first time, like, I remember meeting you and, like, going to the gym. I don't like to climb. I like stepping. Yeah. And so growing up already feeling judged and now feeling everybody else's energy, it makes me conscious to climb. Yeah. And I remember meeting you. I was like, oh, hey, another brown person's in here. <laughs> I can kind of do this now and relax and put my headphones on and feel like, People aren't watching me right now. Yeah. It, it, it was, um, you know, that that in and itself, climbing in general is not it, it for the longest time, my entire career up until I would say like two years ago, it wasn't really the best. It wasn't the most diverse. It's like still, it's, it's it still, still isn't like, it still isn't diverse, but we're starting to like get um, we're starting to do more. Um, we've been like me, we're trying to, we're trying to like come up with a way to do like a sliding scale membership and stuff like that. So if somebody in a different tax bracket or someone that doesn't make enough money to 
to pay the, you know, $80 a month, we're going to be like, yeah, pay us what you can. That's cool. And then come in. Like, we, like that's, it's, there's so many different barriers with being in different, like different races or like, you know, we, we somehow, um, as a society got into this caste system, <laughs> you can't really move out of that, out of where you're from without like really working hard and then like being able to get shit on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and then even then you are. Yeah. Right. Oh, we only got here because of X, Y, and Z thing that's in it's, place for that. And no, dude. Like, I got here because I busted my ass probably harder than you did. Yeah. Because of what I look like to get here. Like, yeah. Stop that's, fucking belittling everything I do and all the accomplishments and I that's have where, just because of what I look like. That's where I'm like, I, I can't wait to be, I can't wait to be a professional firefighter and like start changing that aspect of it because that in itself is still primarily white people. <laughs> Yeah. Especially in in like where I've been looking, it's like oh yeah, no, that's still still just like the same like, the same couple people. You have like five women that work for your county, and then the rest are just like white males with the handlebar mustaches. And I'm like, yep, well, I'm gonna have a bold ass mustache, being a brown guy, and waving like a moron <laughs> from an engine. Hey. Hi everyone, because it's hilarious. Oh, nothing makes me more proud than like someone being like, damn, Camacho's working hard. I'm like, hi, Lieutenant. He's like, motherfucker. God damn it. Well, that's one of my favorite things about you, though. Yeah. No, he actually just like do that shit because he cares. My my lieutenant from fire school, that's exactly, there's a direct quote. He's like, god damn, look at Camacho leaving. He's like, hi, Lieutenant. And he's like, motherfucker. And now we're like really good friends. I text him on the regular. I help out with fire school. We get beer randomly. So it's kind of funny because it's just like, yeah, well, I changed his mind about <laughs> about what a leader looks like. And that's what you have to do, though, right? Like, that's what it is. Yep. It's doing whatever those weird they're not weird, but doing the things that make people think different. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it, well, I mean, like, weird is so subjective because, yeah. What's weird to me and what, where, what I perceive as weird is going to be different for everyone else and all that. So, like, traditionally weird. That's <laughs> yes. what I, that's when, whenever I'm saying I like weird, that, I'm like, traditionally weird. Weird's not bad. No. It's, it's just different. different yeah. And that's fine. Like, I, that's that's why I really love TV nowadays because it's just mindless and dumb and different. It's weird as shit, but at the same time, that also makes me feel like, oh, I thought about that like three years ago. Nice. Yeah, whatever. We made it. Right there, done that. <laughs> yeah, but so that's that's the yeah. I guess that's the healing process. I forgot your second question though. You call people minorities, should we? Is it it a thing to do? So if you're going based on the like definition of what a minority is. Right. At the same time, you you can just be like still like it's still pointing out that there's not many. And like, yeah. So I'm not sure. It's like a very weird. It's like not a weird question, but like just one that is like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, like, do you want to be called a minority? Does that seem 
It's, I feel personally, for me, it's, I think it's case by case situation. Are you using it in a derogatory term to uh-huh. make me feel less than? Or are you saying it because my uniqueness is adding to the situation I'm in? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that it, that's something that you have to be with care. Because yeah. not everybody is out of the mindset of yeah yeah that's that's i mean like so i i i agree it's situational if you're doing ratios if you're like oh yeah no, like this yeah 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 minorities yeah. majorities um <laughs> but yeah if you're trying to belittle somebody by calling the minority that's when i'm like hey you can fuck right off with that type of nonsense um at the same time like the, you're still like lumping and that's that's the thing is you're you're now like just generalizing and you're generalizing usually based on you're not white. Yes. <laughs> so so by being like, oh, you're a minority. I- I'm from Guam. I'm a Pacific Islander. You know, that is completely different than someone who's Hispanic, someone who's black. You know, like that's so like I really did like when people said when people started using people of color at the same time it's 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 kind of weird because like i am a lot more than my color yeah so it's it's like no matter what we we just keep coming up with terms that are generalizing and it kind of sucks <laughs> right rather like, than rather than just being like oh you're Adam Camacho. <laughs> and that's exactly what I was thinking, right? And like, fuck. We're just people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People. And but the only thing is, people kind of suck. People really <laughs> suck. So, so that's, the, that's the hard part is you're, you're like, we're people. Like, yeah. let people be people. And that's, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Let people be people. Learn for yourself and stuff like that. It's just, I think, generally speaking, people just need to have the willingness to learn about another person. Yeah. And that's why I really wanted to be a part of this conversation. And part of the podcast was I wanted to be able to like, you know, can contribute my viewpoint on like the topics that really affected me and helped me grow and heal and become who I am. And that's what we want. I don't have every experience under the sun, right? Like, I can't go in and talk about being a minority. I'm not a minority. It would be disingenuous as hell, (laughs) right? I can't be like, oh, and you hold them down and blah, 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 blah. Like, fucking, then I look like a giant dick face and doesn't do anything. And it silences somebody else. Dang, I really miss an opportunity to just write you a script and be like, well, um, oh. so like Adam, Adam went to Adam went to left and he left middle, me this thing to read. I feel super weird about school. it. He didn't put it in the third person though. He's just like, it's all first person. So I'm going to be reading this. I quote, and then for the rest of the, the rest of it, I experienced this. Oh my god, uh, that would have been hilarious. Yeah, I would have so done it, but it would have been super weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the part that I like. Um, you know, I think I think you guys are doing something wonderful with this. Like, I appreciate that. Yeah, I really do. Do you think but it's, that's why I wanted to have you here? Yeah. Do you think it's helping still? Like, I know, I know, like coming up with different topics and. 
and talking them through, just talking in general helps me. I'm that weird, crazy guy. My window's down when I'm driving, no music on, and literally having a conversation, one side of conversation through my mouth and the other side's in my head. Like, so I was wondering, having more people talking to you guys and working working out, um, you know, the, like, stuff, is, is that helping you guys heal a lot more, a lot faster? Have, have you seen, like, improvements since you started? I've been in therapy on and off for the past four years. Yeah. So I've had a lot of, like, conversations about that. Her and I have had a lot of conversations. And then we've had these small side conversations with other people. Um, is it helping me? It's giving me a perspective that I have no idea about. Right? Yeah. And for me, what it's doing is what being a firefighter is doing. Yeah. It's allowing me to understand and feel like I can help other people not feel like I did. If I can stop somebody from sitting there and silently having depression for 20 years and get on it faster and talk about it sooner and not sit there like whatever yeah like a a bump on a log and move through it in five instead of 20 or 10 or whatever like that to me is a win being able to have other people come to us and be like oh i want to be on it or i have an idea for a topic but i'm not comfortable enough to be on it could you talk about x yeah like whatever we can do to make people heal themselves or help them heal themselves or feel less alone so that they can do that. That's all I want to do. Yeah. That's all I want to do. If that's what this is doing, it's great for you to come to me and be like, Hey, let's totally do this. I also want to do this one. And if we could do this one, it's awesome. It's what I want. We're on episode this. I think this is 11. We've had people come to us with topic ideas. People like you come to us and want to be on it. To make that conversation bigger, that's all I want. Because if it helps everybody else, it's helping me help myself. Yeah. It's that same thing, right? Like, it's giving me that opportunity to show people that you don't have to sit there and feel like shit. Yeah. You can move forward and you're not doing it by yourself. Yeah. It's okay to not be okay. Yes. And it's... it's you know, just do, like try to not let it hinder you from. Right. Yeah. And you're going to start that journey by talking. Yeah. And that's I mean, like I, I can say personally, because I've known we've known each other for so long. Yeah. Like I've seen I, I'm seeing like a completely different you than when I first met you. Probably. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, for sure. Way. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Like way more like way happier and more accepting not saying that you weren't accepting before but like now you're you're willing to like you it's the the conversation isn't just like hey how are you doing good oh yeah and now it's more of like so like what like tell me something good that happened or something tell me like where you're at and stuff it's it's there's actually a conversation yeah and it's not just in passing it's not like a hard stop it's not having to put that face on. Yeah. Right? Like no. you were saying earlier, it's not having to put that happy mask on so that everybody else is comfortable. Because you go in and we talked about this. 
You go in, go anywhere and mention suicide to people that have no concept oh. of what it's like to feel suicidal and they will shut oh, down yeah. immediately. They're like, don't people want anything to do with They're this. like, uh, what? Yeah. No, people don't, like, people don't understand that. And that's actually, you know, because I, I mean, I was, I was, when, when I first moved out here, I, I was suicidal. Like I was, that was where my depression, yeah, that was where my depression kind of like got really big. Cause that was where people were telling me I was adopted and I was like, damn, I don't like this. Like, I don't like this feeling. I don't like feeling like I'm being stared at. So like, I totally get where you guys are coming from. And you know, I'll say stuff that people are like, whoa, I don't want to talk about it. Then you're like, it's real life. Like that's the thing. That's, right? Yeah. You can live under a rock or you can come out and try and do something different. So what about you? Uh, How has this been, has this been helping more or less? Yeah, I think. Yeah. Come over here a little bit. Swap swap spots. Swap Um, I definitely see a difference for sure, um, personally, just within my family even. I felt like I was always shut down, so this definitely is a nice way to open up. Yeah. I always felt so isolated growing up. And even as like a mother now, I'm I, I'm isolated in a different way. And this definitely helps open the gates of I'm not alone for feeling this. No. And there's so many other people that are experiencing this and being able to provide support for people to take that journey into growth is... Honestly, so refreshing. Yeah. Uh, for me personally. And even like my family, my family, there's that unknown. You're sad, you just have to push through. Yeah. You have to, you have to survive. It doesn't matter. And so being the first one out of all my siblings to embrace being suicidal, being depressed, being um stepping into being a witchy person in my family being open to doing and being who I am has really surprisingly flourished my family in a way where they're like, Oh, it's okay to feel these things. And we never talked about, you know, suicidal depression. And now we're having those conversations in my family. And I'm like, fuck. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Um, so knowing that I'm making small changes for people around me um, to help shift the world later in the family, all about it. Yeah. I love the generational trauma breaking it's doing for all of us from a personal aspect and especially for her. Um, I don't want her to have to grow up the way I did. Yeah. I don't want her to feel... The way that I did. And I'm sure at some point she may, but at least if I'm not around, she will have family who can support her in a way because they now know what I didn't know at that age and how they can best help her when needed. And I'm hoping that this will create a community of people that can support each other that are in those spaces at any point in time. Yeah. Like that's. You know, that's, I, it's part of the reason why I wanted to be a part of this. It's just, you know, it is, it is, um, we've all kind of 
gone through it. And like I said, like we are raised by the uh, generation of the survivors. We're now the the ones that survived the survivors. Yeah, <laughs> in a sense. Yeah, and dealing with that, you know, past traumas. Um, almost every one of my friends go to therapy. All, almost every one of my like my 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 siblings and I finally actually talked about stuff, and that was crazy. Because uh, we like we've always. We always just like kind of stomached it. Yeah. Um, so now I can talk to all of my siblings about anything. Uh, and like, that's cool. And just for redoing that. Um, but I think like, you know, having a podcast where you can just work out different things, talking about different topics, not even like necessarily hard topics, just being like, hey. It sucks being in a crowd. <laughs> like, yeah. Like I, I can't do that. I think just we'll talking. That one, yeah. <laughs> just talking in general is is like magical in its own right. Um it's a powerful thing. It's it is. And then just connecting with others. Yes. Cause that's this is I, I, I always felt like this is how you heal, is just hearing others' perspectives and then comparing them to your perspective. And you know, learning. Yeah, you, like yeah. you can't, you can't, like you have to connect with somebody in order to like heal. I think. Um, but no, like I, I honestly, I appreciate you guys letting me talk about this, even if it's rambly. They're all <laughs> rambly. Fun. Fine. Rambly is good. It yeah. means it's real. Yeah, it's worth talking. It's about. real and it's experience. I think that that's so important to voice i if anything like podcasts like i never like the way i sound i always thought that i i don't like crowds i don't like talking to a lot of people i don't like being the center of attention but when i would cut hair i focused i'm like if i can focus on one person and then we can trade conversation i'm like (laughs) yeah i can do that that makes me comfortable um see i I'm like the complete opposite. I I melt down with one person. <laughs> I can talk to so many people. I don't even like talking to so many people, but I like very naturally I can like talk to everybody. And then I can talk to one person. And I'm like, yeah. and they're like, you make a lot of noises. I'm like, yeah, I do. It's fine. Yeah, like, oh, I'll be over there. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but. No, I, I, uh, no, I really like this. I also really like the addition of, uh, of your baby just randomly screeching and stuff. Like, I'm not, oh, yeah. it's the best. Yeah, Harry Potter. The cats in some episodes, the dogs in a couple. It's fine. Yeah, it's, it's just a family. It, it makes it real. Oh, it's great. No, I, I, like, I really enjoy it. It, uh, it adds that, like you said, it's super genuine and, actual conversations and not like edited and yeah super scripted and by the way they we have uh we have three scripts that we're reading from right now um they told me not to say that oh yeah well <laughs> i'll edit that out later <laughs> <laughs> no it's, it's i love that it's super genuine also if this was scripted to be the worst script writing oh, in the man. world like, <laughs> I, so it'd be so, it's so like turn if if 
if this then turned to like B2 and you're like, yeah, oh right. god, oh, oh no, shit. oh no. Oh my god, my computer he brought up, he I brought, lost it all. He brought up high school. It's uh, <laughs> yeah. too early. Right. Um, oh no, where are we? What line? What line? What line? What line? I feel that way when we're reading facts. Sometimes. I'm always like, oh, my dyslexia is kicking in. Um, what word was that? That was, oh fuck, I said the wrong line at the wrong time. It's the worst. I, I also have dyslexia. And it's one of the worst things in the world is being like, I've read the same line 14 times. And yes. I was like, dang, I've been reading for an hour. Yes. <laughs> I've been reading. Why well, haven't I gotten to page 64? I'm still my, on 16. My favorite, my favorite one was uh Harry Potter, actually. I've read the first three chapters of Harry Potter, the first uh, the first book, um, about eight times now, because I'll be like, oh gosh, that took me like three hours. Like, put it down and be like, <laughs> I'll get back to this. <laughs> and then forget where what spot I'm on. It. Yeah. Uh, I'm not on this page. Yeah. Uh, um, I, and then I'm like, I'm over it. Yeah. I'm done. I quit. I quit. I I read one book a year and like that's that's the pace I need to read it at. I'm the same way. All right. So it sounds like we're gonna be doing a dyslexia episode. Oh, uh, I think it's just learning disabilities Sweet. in general sure. would be yeah. a good one. Sure. Because yeah. that's uh that's a whole like uh, Whole like Adam Camacho <laughs> arc next week on the Dark Arts of. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but yeah, that's so you guys know a little bit more about me and why I'm the way I am. I love it. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. great. It's great. We're definitely gonna have you back because we've got other ideas that you yeah. brought to the table, which is super exciting. Yeah. Oh, by all means, I really I like these. I like talking. <laughs> I like talking. I don't like my voice. I don't either. Oh, I like the voice that I hear in my head when I talk. But if I have to listen to it, like recorded, I'm like, what the fuck is that? Like, that is awful. See, I'm the complete opposite. Usually I'm like, okay, I sound kind of, I sound okay. And in my head, it's like, no. I'm like, stop. No, go back in there. You damn gremlin. Like, no. no. I'm the opposite. Very nice voice. See, when I hear my voice, like in my ears, I sound very low. I have a very male monotone voice in my head. And then when I hear myself, I'm like, what the fuck is like, that? What happened? No, I like, yeah, no, I I've always sat there. Actually, my brother and I talked about this. He was like, I was like, you have a naturally deep voice. He goes, I talk slow. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> I never noticed it. Like all the, the little voices I tend to do, like for jokes and for the baby and shit. If what? I hear that, I'm like, oh god, it didn't come across the way I wanted it to. <laughs> oh my god, what happens now? So yeah. I do. I love a good baby enclosure for <laughs> like the so living room. Nice. Yeah, I always call it the baby cage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, like you're okay. All right. All right. All right, so we are literally just shy of two hours, which is pretty awesome. Oh, wow. Great episode. Um, reach out, check in on people, uh, like, share, subscribe, follow, rate, leave a comment, all that fun stuff to help other people find us so that we can help more people because that's the goal here. Um, you can check out the rest of the projects on the darkartsof.com. Um, we're constantly making updates and tweaks to that. You can reach us via email at thebakerandthewitch at thedarkartsofi.com for comments. If you want to join a conversation like Adam's done or um, just offer a topic or, hey, just say hi. We're into that. Um, next week, I'm doing this, like, Bake With Me Live thing, which is going to be kind of exciting because I'm super freaked out about that. But that'll be fun. 
We're gonna make some cookies <laughs> with a bunch of people on like Zoom, I guess. Yeah. So come hang out, guys. It'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, you can watch me make a jackass of myself and make cookies. It'll be great. You might even get a sneak peek of a tiny baby. Oh uh, yeah, uh, we could totally do that. Um, remember, you're not alone. The more we talk, the more we heal. Thanks, everybody. Bye, guys. See ya. Sleep. 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 Sleep.